Hey, everybody. Oh, hello. Uh, I hope I'm not uh, peaking here. I think I might be. May have to adjust the volume here a little bit. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm going to adjust mine as well, just a little bit. Take a couple dBs out. That looks like it might work. Hey, everybody. Oh, hello, everybody. So we were, uh, we took a week off. Everybody's got to take a hiatus every now and then. Yeah, shit happens. But we are back with the Screen Playground oh. podcast. What if? With a vengeance. What if? Do you want to tell them about the sad news of our uh, AI producer? <laughs> oh, yes. I was informed this morning. Very disturbing news. Um, unfortunately, all too common in this business, uh, our, our AI producer uh, has died of a drug overdose. Yeah. Um, you know, these people are overworked. They're, uh, <laughs> they're robot, using... That subs- robot cocaine. <laughs> They're using substances to uh, <coughs> to keep things going, and you know to, to keep up with the pressures of this business. And uh, yeah, we lost our AI producer. Crazy ideas. Yeah, so now we kind of have to make crazy ideas on our own, which is a little bit tricky. Okay, so I decided I would take a bunch of uh, index cards and just write premises off the top of my head like without really thinking about it uh my plan was to do about a hundred i did five and uh (laughs) there's a new ai producer that also has pitched us two projects and we have to decide which one to work on so we're going to pick one at random to keep the unexpected element of what if podcast intact so, right, and also for full transparency, I don't know any of these plots. They've all been written down by Tom, um, or and the two AI ones. Obviously, I have no clue what they are. So we're 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 still going in random, folks. Exactly. Uh, so Patrick, if you would please pick a number from one to seven. Ooh. Well, um, you know, I, I fancy myself uh, an amateur Satanist. I'll go with six. Six, huh? Six, yeah. six is six is an AI producer one. Sweet. Here is our uh, plot to work with. Ready? Mm-hmm. An assassin is blackmailed to carry out an unprovoked attack. The story is destabilized by the arrival of the sheriff. Now, is that enough for us to go on? Because that's what they're giving us. You know what? That's the kind of AI producer who says, I got this crazy idea. And then they give you a, like, a rather broad stroke idea, and you have to come up with most of it. And that's kind of what this one sounds like. Yeah. Because that, that plot is the plot, I think, of a lot of different uh, action thrillers. You know, the, the, the assassin who, who didn't realize what, what his job was. Right, well, he's blackmailed, so that sounds like uh, the, the fact they mentioned blackmail and an unprovoked attack makes me think that perhaps the assassin has sort of a code of who he will and won't kill. Yeah, good point. And otherwise he would just, you know, the, he would just be hired. Instead, he's blackmailed so let me, to carry it out. I that like what it, you say if, there. And if I'm we're gonna... going with this one. 
I, I think we're going with this one. And I, and I think um, what I like there what, that you said is he has a code. And that's right away, I think, something that you established early on, that he's a guy who doesn't kill a certain type of people. You know, he kills for real bad guys. He doesn't do, he doesn't do you know, right. uh, cheating husbands state and, and stuff, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I think that's his comfort. That's his, that's his ordinary world. So I'm going to write that down. Now, who is, who is blackmailing him? That's an important aspect that's left out. Well, let's think about that. Who is blackmailing him? And to kill whom? Perhaps. I always like those. Go ahead. Maybe it's just because I've been watching too much Game of Thrones, Sir Patrick Enough. of House Gera. <laughs> but uh, I, what if it's a child? The blackmail is, is like his child or, or a loved one's child. Right. It, well, it doesn't matter who. It's just you know he doesn't kill innocent people. He kills people that are in the game, you know, pe- right. mobsters and and criminals and you know people that know what they're getting into, and uh, you know someone wants him to kill someone innocent, like a child. So you, so oh, that's big. He's going to kill a child. Well, he that's does, pretty he, crazy. Is he? That's. <laughs> <clears throat> That's the question. How He's do you blackmail someone into that? Maybe you have evidence of their crimes. Uh, you know, maybe he has a hostage of someone that uh, the assassin cares about. Hmm. There's lots I'll of ways to blackmail this... people. I'll tell you where this premise uh, at least rings familiar. Have you seen the movie Looper? I haven't. So Bruce Willis is a is a hired gun, right? Who who uh, and actually Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt play the same person. There's, yes, it's, there's a time I'm familiar with there's the premise. a time travel element, right? But who but who I think Bruce Willis, if I'm not mistaken, is coming back to kill is a child, and the reason is that child is supposed to, you know, bring about some big problem for somebody else. So okay. that it ring it, it it rings true in that in that way. Also, Deadpool, Deadpool two rather, Deadpool two is the same plot. Um, Cable is sent back in time or goes back in time to uh, to kill a kid who is going to kill his family in the future. Hmm. So to that, so I maybe say, we move maybe, away from that. Maybe <clears throat> maybe we move maybe, away from maybe that. what if again. You know, going by, by the Game of Thrones thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what if it's somebody who is, who's threatening to uh, usurp Disrupt a lot the of... Uh, yes, exactly. And, you know, they're a good person whose uh, intentions are, are noble and pure, but, uh, you know, she, he or th- she is a threat to the powers that be. So... I like that, and I, and I think that that's, uh, that allows our hero to kind of stay pure because he's like, I don't want to kill this person. They're doing good, but he's been blackmailed. Yeah. What if we, what if we make it a little more twisty and turny by okay. the blackmail not occurring right off the bat? Like maybe the assassin is hired 
um, and then finds out that the target is not who he was told, you know, she, he. Sure. Let, let's go with she. I like that. Yeah. I like that he that he would have to kill a she. It's it it adds that extra layer of you know the the, the taboo that he's going to assassinate not just a a good leader but a good woman leader, which we are in desperate need of. Correct. Okay, I like that. And so, okay, so um, so he's he goes to do it, and he finds out that he's been uh, misled. So he comes back and says, you know, hey. I'm not. I, this is against my code. I I don't do this. And that's when the uh, the the evil or whoever whoever is the uh, the bad guy basically says, uh, "Oh well, cool. We have your uh, your daughter, or we have your uh, yeah." And now now are we going to be loose with the term blackmail? Because typically blackmail <coughs> is I'm going to expose something bad about you. Is typically what blackmail is. It, with with a with hold, with a child or or family, you're 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 basically holding them ransom until the job is done. I think we should be tight with it. I like, think I we think should that be that's more interesting. Okay, but look at this. We instead of like it being a hostage situation, perhaps it's something where the threat to the person the assassin loves is not physical harm, but rather. Ooh. We will uh, frame is, frame is, them for murder or something like that. What if they're blackmailing him and they will expose who he is to the person he loves, which would destroy his ordinary life? So yes, he obviously who whoever he's in love with. Um, let's just we'll start with that. We could change it. It could be a kid. It could be something else. We'll just start with the person that he loves. Um, could potentially be exposed to who he really is, right? <clears throat> so, so that adds that extra layer. It's like he is hiding who he is from the person that he loves dearly, and these people can absolutely expose him to them, completely ruining that normal part of his life. That that one piece of his life that is good. So, is there? I like what you're saying, but is there a way that we can um, kind of go with the familiar, the cliche, the trope? Okay. Of like, he's he's an assassin. He's found this person that he loves, and that makes him want to get out of this life and go live a happy, normal life with this girl. Right? right. Which is very, you know by the book and it's not something like oh you know suddenly i'm changed but it's more a practical thing of like well you know i only have to do this a little while longer and then you know we'll be set and we can i can move on with my life we can i can stop being an assassin right that's that's, but that's one way to play it but go ahead is there a way we can sort of play it that way but not do it in a uh, the most uh, obvious cliche way right and um my thought on that is what if we established what if in the in the, when we start with our character what if he's already in a normal life what if we establish him already out of it like this could be one of those really lean 
um, get right into it type of movies where everything seems very normal in those first five to ten minutes and then the phone rings and you start to peel back the layers of this assassin or you don't even know he's an assassin at that point right you just know the, which the, is the, it the, is the, also a a by the book way to do it sort of yeah i mean i don't see that like, as much oh as you know i'm out but someone pulled me back in i mean that's yeah but but if you if you establish like he's already well out and this pulls him back in you know that you could play it that way too we can but well, i'm just what's looking a at a way, way to sort of uh do it in a way that's not something we've we've seen a million times and is ultimately very predictable what if we go to the extreme side of of our second option what if like what if he runs a bakery you know what if what if he what you, if he has you a sound pop-up? you sound like our uh dead ai producer <laughs> well listen he's he's been paying my bills for a while i'm starting to think like him but but it, it, my point is is that when you when when you establish this guy you really establish him like almost completely off off tone like you you get you put him in a scenario where you start at like imagine if our assassin was paul rudd and i know you can dig that well yeah <laughs> So, but but Paul Rudd conjures a lot of uh, you know mental imagery of nice, happy, agreeable, amiable type person. Um, you know, maybe he's uh, I don't know. You know, maybe he runs a weed store. I don't know. <laughs> just just something that makes you makes you go, wow, look at this nice guy. He's you know this this guy's this guy's figuring it all out, and Paul, then it all starts. Paul to Rudd unravel. seems nice. <laughs> Paul Rudd seems nice. <laughs> That's just another way to, I think, kind of turn right. it on its head a little bit because it's always a Liam Neeson type. It's always, it's even Keanu Reeves or, you know, all, all these kind of bona fide action stars. They tend to be just always on the gruff side, always on the spectrum of tough and stoic. What if we tried the other way? Right. And part, and part of it is like us discovering and maybe even his, his beloved just sort of suspecting that he's not exactly who he seems which is you know possibly why his ability to compartmentalize and be you know that one guy who everybody loves and is just you know seems like the nicest guy in the world and the guy who can go murder someone for money uh you know yeah that's sort of what made him one of the reasons he was such a good assassin yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it kind of makes him that master of disguise, that that guy who can kind of blend anywhere. Because who would ever think Paul Rudd was an assassin? No one would guess that. Right. Okay. So why don't we keep it vague for now and just say that when we start with this character, he's a nice guy in a great relationship. Yes, I'm. I'm okay. with you. Okay. Cool. Um, now what, what are the things we that, could hint oh, at go ahead. something where you know we need to sort of uh plant the seeds a little bit as far yes. as maybe this is a whirlwind sort of thing and uh so she you know they haven't gotten they know each other sort of now but you know they haven't really been uh together that long where like she knows everything about him right so maybe we can see there's a lot that 
she doesn't know. And it could even be something like as simple as like him offhandedly talking about, uh, you know, how he lived in Spain for a year or like how he has uh, an older brother or whatever. And she's just like, what? Really? Just, you know, and it's it's not something that sort of raises that an eyebrow, but you it hints that they don't know each other that for that long or about, you know, that she doesn't know that much about his past. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. What what if um, what if he's a competitive gamer? Like and I I don't want to get like way into that part of his story, but what if we just open up with him at a big competitive gaming event and it's one of those shooting type games like a like Halo or something like that and he's like slaying everybody. He can mow everybody down cuz typically how how you show skills in these movies is uh you know, he's at the firing range and he's a perfect shot or you know, or he's hitting a punching bag and he's he's doing really well and he's kicking and you 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 establish him in that respect. You go, "Oh wow, look, you know, he's clearly got skills. That's what they're right. trying to show me here." What if instead it's just him picking off a bunch of like 20-year-olds and he's really good at it? He's done, his team wins, he breaks off and uh he meets up with his new love, you know, it's the and and you establish that new romance. They go on a little date right away. This is your first like 5-10 minutes of the movie. You feeling that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I like the idea. I, I mean, the gaming thing, I guess. But uh, yeah, just for now. But we could yeah, be a place. I, I like the idea of not like showing him, you know, doing that cliche thing of like, oh wow, he's at the shooting range. How do right. you, how, he's wow, he's a, a bow really, and arrow. Yeah, he's 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 hell of a hell of a shot. How about that? That won't pay off yeah. in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, and then the kind of stuff you were talking about, where it can be can be kind of uh, peeling away some of those layers during that first date. So they're so they're done. They're high off the win. They go get some ice cream, and uh, you know, then he kind of casually mentions, "Oh yeah, you know about that year in Spain." And she's like, "You went to Spain? I didn't know that." Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't tell you. Huh. You know, shit like that. So so you just you just kind of establish nice guy, great at video games, in a in a new relationship. Just, That's his ordinary world. Just a regular, a regular Paul Rudd type guy. Yeah, yeah, just a good old Paul Rudd type guy. Now, what are now? I would assume that his want in this situation is the normal life. What you're kind of seeing right there in the beginning is what he wants and what he wants to keep. Now, I'm just trying to wonder of, of the mechanics of of the blackmail. So, the, yes. the blackmail. Who who is blackmailing him? And it does, again, it does not, we can sort of play with that, too. Maybe he doesn't exactly know who is black, you know, or what their ultimate motives are. Right, you can kind of start with a shadow group type, like like he he gets an email and he opens it up and it's video of him assassinating somebody. Um, And then he gets the phone call and the phone call is like a disguised voice. And he's like, oh shit, what's this all about? Um... But we're basically now starting to build the case against him. Like, oh, he's not who we thought he was. Um, and then from there, I would like, like you're saying, the the obvious route would be, you know, um, a a secret government group, or corrupt politicians, or or just all out bad guys, like just some group that needs to make sure this this uh, political figure is taken out. 
that's kind of the typical way. How do we go atypical? I think I mentioned something about he, them giving him sort of a untrue story about their motives and about the person who's the target. So uh, I like that. So perhaps like they paint this picture of like, oh, she's this, that, and the other thing. And it actually turns out, you know, she's going to expose them. She's building a case against, against these bad people. So really she's just, uh, they just want her out of the way because she could expose them and bring them to justice for whatever conspiracies and crimes they've committed. Uh, but they tell him some other story. That's, you know, maybe right. somewhat believable on the surface, but once he uh, gets into it, he finds out that, you know, he's being manipulated. Okay, I like that. So what the unfamiliar is, so, so we've kind of established his life, and the unfamiliar is they they bring to him this opportunity that he can't refuse. It, it, it just, to him, sounds like, oh... I do have to go back into my old life. That well, makes a lot of sense. Right. And here's here that's the first the first thing is they blackmail him and say, "Listen, we we will ruin your whole pretty new life if you don't do this job for us." And uh he's sort of like, "Okay, well, what's one more job? This is someone that I would kill. I would have killed like, you know, a year ago." So, you know, reluctantly, he sort of thinks that's to cooperate is, is the best move. And then as he gets closer, he finds out that, oh, she's like a hero. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's, she's no, a good is... person. And now he's got to, like, reset his perspective and be like, wow, do I now what do I do? Because this is like someone I would have never killed. This is an innocent person. I like I like this a lot because what it sets up is 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 they give him an opportunity that he feels he can't refuse, right? But he but he's like, no, like I I I'm I'm out of this life. I'm out of this life. He refuses the call, refuses the call, right? Which is a very typical thing in the hero's journey to refuse the call. Right. And then they give him something. They push him over the edge somehow um, to make him say, "Fine, I'll do the job." And as he gets into the job, the big fucking twist is, wait a minute. She's actually good. That's a problem. I can't do it. But these guys are about to expose me. Holy shit! Like it's it's the next level of of uh, of of tension in the movie. So I like that. I like how that. I like how those things flow. At first, he thinks it's a job he should do, even though he doesn't want to do it. And then when he's knee deep in it, he realizes it's not the job he should be doing. Right. And now he has to he has to little finger it. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, Tom is really on the Game of Thrones right now. He's he's all Game of Thrones head. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So now he's got to sort of play them. He can't just go at them full force because they still have this evidence against him that, you yes. know, can not only incriminate him but will expose him to the love of his life and make, he assumes, make that all go away. So now he has to find a clever way to turn the tables on them and salvage his relationship. And somewhere along the line, you know the truth is going to be seeping out. 
because you know Absolutely. all of a sudden Absolutely. all of a sudden he's you know it's kind of hard to hide this uh you know he's not carefree uh charming paul rudd anymore suddenly he, he's obviously troubled and she you know yeah. that alarms her and makes her concerned Absolutely. And I, I do. I'd love to see once he realizes that they ha they have to up the stakes. And I think we should establish that. So now don't forget the story is destabilized by the arrival of the sheriff. Oh, that's right. That's that's where things need to get interesting. So that should probably go under adapt as well. Um, the arrival of the sheriff. That's a new that's a new thing we have to worry about. Yes. Now, sheriff makes me think it's like a small town. Right. There's generally generally sheriffs or the head of the police of, of smaller counties and towns. Right. So. Yeah, that's usually the case. I mean, and, and you know, like I like uh, unless you want to go old west with it, but <laughs> that's a different. <laughs> this uh, is all set in the old west and he's a competitive gamer. And he's Paul Rudd. And he's Paul Rudd. Cowboy uh, Paul Rudd. <laughs> I mean, I do like the like the small town aspect in some respects. This feels like a bigger thing. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, I don't. Did you see any of Sharper Objects? Uh, that was on HBO. I think last year won some Emmys. I did. Good show. I did not. Have you seen Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri? I have not. <laughs> hey, buddy, but who in... <laughs> who watched seven seasons of Game of Thrones? Fair enough, but there's there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, there's um, a lot. But in uh, in both those instances, it, it is small towns, and there's people that can kind of shake up the system in their small towns. So I, I think it's okay, as of right now, to make it a small town situation and make the sheriff literally a sheriff. And what I like about that is that the sheriff can be our really altruistic character, like the one character in the in the group outside of probably the love interest that is doing things as honorably and straightforward as possible. Right. Now, do we start off with him trying to start a, a new life in this town? Like, maybe this is a small town he's moved to yes. and met this woman. He, he just wanted to get away and retire, and then he meets this woman, and now he's like, okay, let me start this new life. Now, these bad guys come to town to uh, blackmail him, and to enlist his services and their arrival in town is what gets the attention of the sheriff it's a small town everyone knows each other they know when someone you know a group of people come in that don't belong there especially if you know the sheriff pulls them over and they're all armed or something you know he starts keeping an eye on them and that leads him to paul rudd is this too small town to make his love interest, the sheriff's daughter. Can we add that layer? Because, and hear me out, here's, here's where my, my rationale is going with this. Okay. What if, you know, like they go on their little date, it's, it's all nice and dandy, and then she takes off, and, uh, you know, she gets pulled over, and it's, she's like, oh, dad, you know, like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, you know, I see you're dating that new guy in town. And she's like, yeah, well, he's really nice. And she goes, uh, he goes, I don't know about city boys. You know, so, something to that effect. Right. Something that effect where he's just a, a little bit, you know, like, like fair enough. You're, you're a little suspicious of the new guy in town dating your daughter. Maybe he even goes and pays him a visit afterwards, gives him the man-to-man -man talk. But there's always this little layer of 
of suspicion under his breath just in the beginning, right? So he's like, I clearly, I'm going to keep you at a safe distance, and I kind of want you uh, a little bit away from my daughter because I'm a protective guy. That's it. That's fine. Now, right. All that makes sense and is yes. very altruistic. Then the black hats ride into town. And there, here's the right thing. The here's unfamiliar. Right. And what happens is he... So in the beginning, maybe that's all part of the establishing the character and his yes. his current yes. current world. Of course, he's Paul Rudd, so he wins over the sheriff pretty quickly. And now everything's right. great. He believes that Paul Rudd is a good guy who's looking out, you know, who truly loves his daughter. And suddenly they're they're buddies. You know, they're they're all good. And then it gets ruined. Because these guys come into yeah. town, he he's looking at them, like, "Who are you? What are you doing here? What's your business in this right. town?" And that suspicion, and I'll you know keeping an eye on them, uh, leads him to find out that they have some sort of dealings with with Paul Rudd's character, and, and now he's now as... he's like, "Okay, maybe this guy isn't who I thought he was." And now, so right. he's got to sort of find out what's going on. Yeah, that that's not only as a as, sheriff, um, but as the father of the girl he's in love with. Yeah, absolutely. Those are his wants. His wants are: I want my my town to be safe, and I want my daughter to be safe. I mean, there's there's that's as that's as straightforward and standard hero as you get. Um, and it could be something as simple as you know the black hats ride through town in their in their all black SUVs, and they stick out really weird. He sees them, but they go by, and then like. His deputy is like, yeah, they stopped over at uh, what's-his-name's house. Isn't that guy dating your daughter? And there you go. And then it, that just kind of cooks up his suspicion. And then at some point down the line, um, right, around the, right around the adapt part, I think, is when the sheriff gets some overwhelming evidence that the guy that is dating his daughter is not the guy he thought. Right. But he is. Because... He is. He's a good guy, but there's an element to him that absolutely is unacceptable to be with his daughter. Right. So now, how does Paul Rudd, <laughs> who, whether it's played by Paul Rudd or not, the character's name is Paul Rudd. No. Uh, how does he resolve this? Now, how does he not incriminate himself, not lose the girl, not kill an innocent person? And dispatch with these people who uh, are, are blackmailing him. Who, that's their first gambit, right? Just because they they're blackmailing him to do this doesn't mean they'll stop there. So, you know, obviously they'll they're probably they're a threat to him and his his family and or his uh, his girlfriend and her family. Well, I think normally this would be a lot to unpack. We'd be kind of overwhelmed with a lot of moving parts. Yes. But something that we did here to help ourselves was we made this set in a small town. That way you can shrink down the idea. So now, instead of these these black hats being like a major crime syndicate or, a, or, or an underground government agency or something like that, they could be the guys from the next town over who have like a heroin business. And this and this AOC type is going to crack down on on drugs in this in this particular uh, community. So you're establishing the threats all the same way. You just establish them on a much smaller scale. So it all makes sense to everybody involved. 
So, right. so when the sheriff sees these guys ride into town, he's like, mm, I know those guys. They're from two towns over, and they, they're up to no good, and they're talking to what's-his-name who's dating my daughter. God damn it. Right. And maybe everyone before this politician was, uh, you know, just on the take. Absolutely. And she got sort of uh, elected on the platform of, you know, eliminating corruption. She's going to clean this town up. Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. Let me write that down. If she is in the same state, just a different area, perhaps we, uh, you know, allude to her. We People are talking about her. She's big news locally. Yeah, that would make total sense. Like, she's almost like the presidential candidate that you see on all the TVs. In a, a lot of movies do that. They kind of have uh, they kind of have the symbol of hope is in the distance somewhere, and where you're at right now doesn't feel as hopeful. Right. That person is kind of offering up the hope. Okay, so that makes sense. So now, um, does or does the the sheriff does he find out who Paul Rudd really is? I think he does. Or and or or he gets this close. You or know? does Paul Rudd? maybe come to him and say, look, this is who I was. But you know what I mean? Like he needs to, mm, he needs, yes. they need to work together to, to, to ah. defeat these guys. And that requires some level of him being honest with what, you know, is going on. And that's a great way for his character to appeal to somebody as altruistic as the sheriff. Because he's like, look, man, you know, I'm, I'm leveling with you. I'm telling you straight up what's happening because we need to stop this. And then maybe, maybe he tries to up the stakes by saying, but if you could do me a huge favor and not tell your daughter who I am, it, it, allow, it, you know, it, it, it puts the, the sheriff in a bit of a conundrum, right? A bit of a crisis of conscience. Because he's like, no, I have to tell my daughter who you are. Because, you know, that's the right thing to do. Right. But also, I do, need, I do need to stop this thing from happening, and I can do it with your help. So do I make a deal with you? Uh, is is going to be the thing that he—I think he should wrestle with that. The sheriff should wrestle with that all the way till the well, end. Well, yeah, because I think Paul Rudd should say, listen, you're absolutely right. She should know, but I should be the one to tell her. But now is not right. the time. Right. Now, now is there's too much on the line right now. You know, he's smart enough, too, to not confess to the sheriff. You know, right. he just says, listen, I used to do, I used to do some bad things. <laughs> and these people want me to do bad things again, and I don't. Because, you know, I found love. You know, right. obviously not in such a corny way, but that's basically what he, he tells them. And the sheriff is still like, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, of course. At the same time, he knows uh, he's got to deal with this, and they're they're reluctantly on the same side. I like that. I like that 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 there's a there's a team up there. I like that. So let me add that to our uh, thing here. We're still we're still in a pretty vague place, but I think that's all right. We're just kind of getting the skeleton up, getting the moving parts going. Um, our AI producer this time was a little more vague, so we get to be a little more vague. Um, what's the pay here? So I think the get is obviously turning the tables on these bad guys 
and stopping them, like shutting down the whole operation. I think that'll be like the fun kind of action piece of the whole movie is them descending on these bad guys and and taking them out essentially. Right. Um but then there has now to be how a payoff, does how right? does like, how does the politician get involved in this? Maybe she's coming to town, right? She's she's going to be doing her rounds. Yeah, but you know, that's the kind of thing. Should it be something where they come to her and say, "No, this is what's going on," because otherwise she's just sort of a figurehead. She's not a character in the. It's more interesting if she somehow becomes uh, into you know gets involved in the story. Like maybe they're trying to protect her. But obviously we don't want her – we don't want it to be like something where they just call in the uh, the FBI and becomes a big thing. Right. They sort of need to be um, a little bit covert about this because they don't want the the bad people, the bad guys to retaliate. So they have right. to they yeah, have okay. to sort of play it like they're they're you know working with them or Paul Rudd has to play it like he's going to go along with their plot. Well, it would make sense that the sheriff would be involved with her because if he if she's coming to town, you know, he's going to kind of be he's he's local he's local police, right? So she's going to have her entourage and you know her her state run security or whatever. She's going to have those people with her, but ultimately when she comes to this town, it does lie on the feet of the sheriff to make sure things are safe for her, right? So perhaps uh, how would he approach this where he's like there there may be a threat on your uh, life here we need to we need to but see then he does that and then you get you get the FBI involved and shit like that and he maybe he doesn't want to why why he doesn't want to do that I'm not sure yet right um, but it is his responsibility to keep things safe maybe he doesn't tell her maybe he doesn't tell her because he knows that uh, uh, creating that sort of uh, hysteria around her would bring the FBI in and would would create problems that he's not looking to create yeah, and we could also uh, up the the ante by like, you know, he's blackmailed, right? But then when that doesn't necessarily work, maybe that's when they they take the daughter. Uh, okay. So like, they can the blackmail. Like that. They can blackmail him, and then he goes, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'll you go ahead and tell her or I'll tell her and you know and they're like oh okay well let's up the ante now and now we'll kill her <laughs> I like this a lot I actually really like this a lot because this is this is the uh, right around the the get right around the get is when um, he gets the sheriff on his side um, he's able to kind of diffuse the blackmailing which is what you're just talking about but then the pay for that is they they end up kidnapping her. And here's the thing too, I think for that to to not be seen a mile away, we have to make the bad guy seem very reasonable. They're just like, "Listen, we know some things about you. We need your help. You're the best. Unless you want everyone to to know what you really are, you should help us." You know, so this way when you're kind of like he refuses, but he still has to deal with like, "Okay, now what if my you know, fiance or whatever finds out. I'm gonna have to deal with that. And before even that can happen, it's like surprisingly she's abducted. 
Like, we yes. don't want to make it where, you know, they come into town, like, threatening to kill everyone or whatever, because then you're just like, oh, of course they'll kidnap her. Well, okay, I like this. You so, know what I'm so saying? what happens is maybe, yeah. So you want it to be surprising to when she's suddenly gone. Yeah, so maybe things are coming to a head. Him and the sheriff have planned a way to actually, um, keep, you know, keep this keep this thing from happening because ultimately it was supposed to be him who who takes the, who takes her out he refuses to do that so now he has to work with the sheriff to keep our uh, our 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 politicians safe um they do that and they're they're at the scene and all goes well i think right, that's right the, that's listen 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 i don't know direction. let me know if you're on the same page here right okay. so he talks to the sheriff and confides in him at some point Paul Rudd tells the uh, the bad guys, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. The, she comes to town for whatever meeting, this politician, and he just goes, you know, the sher- they sort of have a plan where they're like, well, you know, you act like you're going to do it, and then we'll round the guys up. We Maybe, right. maybe he's like, we know where they are, so you go like as if you're going to follow their plan while we're looking for them, and then, you know... We'll scoop, right. we'll scoop them up. Everything's good. And then, you know, the end of the the end of the thing comes, you know, the, the little speech she gives or the, the appearance, and he didn't do the job. All of a sudden, he gets word from the sheriff that, like, they weren't where we thought they were or whatever, and where's my daughter? Right. See, like, they, it's almost like they sort of... They they took her to make sure the job was done. They just exactly. didn't tell him that. Yes, I like that a lot. So they take they take her while they assume he's out doing the job, and then they see that the job isn't done, and they go, "Okay, well you really screwed up. Now we have the daughter, or now we have your girl." You know, which works for both the sheriff and Paul Rudd. Yes. So that's the big pay. They thwarted the assassination of this figurehead. But in return, they they are nearly about to lose the daughter. Right. And, you know, and now, you know, they made true true on their threat, too, because now the obviously the girlfriend knows something is the girlfriend knows (laughs) who Paul Rudd is now. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. So so the so really the return here uh, between return and pay is the sheriff and uh, Paul Rudd taking these guys down and getting the girl back. I feel like the sheriff should die at some point. You think so? Yeah. I like that. That's kind of dramatic. But let's... Well, someone let's, has to. Put a pin in, put a pin in, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that because I have an idea on that. Let me just finish writing this down. Maybe she has... the. This politician has dragons. <laughs> oh, boy. You are helpless for Game of Thrones, and I love it. Total mark. All right. So it could it could kind of end in this in this in this big showdown, which would be really cool, and the stakes would be really high, um, and maybe the the sheriff does get shot in the process, doesn't die there on scene, but he's in the hospital near death. Okay. And then, um, so so the daughter's with him at the hospital. Uh, Paul Rudd shows up, and she's really obviously very upset with him. He is not the guy that she thought he was. But uh, the sheriff kind of musters the last bit of energy he can. He grabs her by the hand and he says, he's a good man. He did right by you. 
you know, like he's kind of giving his like sign of approval to her. Like, I like this guy. That should be a hard earned. Uh, it should have to be like, yeah, he should really have to sacrifice somehow and earn that trust. What it, it, that's obviously going to have to happen somewhere in the big in the big uh, takedown of the bad guys. Somewhere in there, like maybe Paul Rudd throws himself in front of a bullet or something like that of his own. He just doesn't get quite as hurt as the sheriff does. Um, right. Or, it's, it's or some... you know, there's sort of a, a moment where he can almost go on sort of a suicide mission to save her. You know what I mean? Like, he could go, right, like this, is, do, this like... is all my fault, so right. if I die getting, you know, Monica... Or <laughs> back then, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's fair enough, and he does survive. He survives, but he certainly puts his his life at risk, uh, which is maybe what uh, gives the the sheriff all he needs to say, "Okay, you're all right, Paul Roy." Right. When right. it really came down um, to it, you you risked everything to 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 get her back. You know. Um, yeah. You know, maybe it's not a uh, completely like, hey, they walk off into the sun together because, you know, that's still a lot to no. deal with. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I was thinking that even with that seal of approval, like, she doesn't necessarily go, well, okay, then I'm in love with you. She'll just be like, she just has a softer goodbye to him. And she'd be like, maybe some other time in some other life or something like that. But she's like, I just, you know, I can't this at this time, at this point in time. No, I can't. And then you have like some sort of postscript to that where it's like years later and uh, and and she she's kind of moved on with her life. And there's and, and there's something that shows that he's still looking after her, maybe from from a distance or something like he's being true to what he said, which is I'll always make sure she's OK. Right. Like La Lady Brienne. <laughs> so uh yeah i mean that, that sounds pretty good i mean i'd like to establish the thing that he does that actually makes the sheriff make that turn like i, I know we said can i you know jump in front of a bullet suicide mission it would be cool if we could think of something very specific well no i, I don't that mean be... literally but like maybe he's gonna like trick them yeah somehow but like it puts him at risk. He's walking into the, you know, the the bad guy hideout and, you know, unarmed with some sort of plan that he knows could very well go south. He's, he still does it. I'm, I'm thinking... I'm thinking it would have to be something, like, like, deeper in his character. And so what, like, the problem is, is that we only have so much time right now to figure all this out. Right. But I'm thinking something, something along the lines that where the sheriff kind of always has something on him in this, in like, in, in terms of his character, he's like, yeah, but you always do this one thing or you always, you're always secretive about that one thing because it's protecting you. Whatever it is about you, you're, you're, you're putting this wall up to protect yourself. Okay. And then, and then some, something in that final showdown he releases that. He lets go of that thing, whatever that thing is, um, to make the make the sheriff see he's truly changed. Um, what that is, I don't know. That's the part that's I think going to eat at my craw for a while. And, and and really, this is 
a fairly dramatic movie. I think we're establishing that. It might take some time and some ironing out, but I do think it has to be some sort of character-changing moment on top of the you know life-risking moment that makes the sheriff have that change about Paul Rudd. Right. I would really have to workshop that part of it, but I do think we at least make a note in here that Rudd makes a huge character change that, that shifts the sheriff's opinion of him. Right. He's willing to even sacrifice their relationship for her happiness. Right. You know, maybe he hasn't been an assassin for like a decade. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, a I long so. time, and it's sort of like, you know, he's sort of put that in the past, and it, so it's not like he's just hiding it as much as, you know, he's left it behind. I like that. I like that because because it's 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 really pulling somebody back in. Right. And it's not it's also not something where uh he's intentionally like misleading her. You know what I mean? Like if if he yes. if he was like Like that was if a he was an, time ago. Right. If he was an assassin like, you know, 6 months ago. Right. Now he's kind of pretending to be someone he's not, but he's sort of not that person anymore, so yeah, that was a, that was a lifetime ago. I like that. So maybe in his mind, he's like, you know, one day, it's I'm gonna have to deal with the past. But you know, he keeps you know putting it off for obvious reasons because he doesn't want to confront it. He doesn't want to lose his uh, his his true love. Uh, yeah. But now it's all sort of come home to roost. Yep. Yeah, he he enters what we're picking up with is is the 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 more tropey story of the assassin who wants to get out then gets out. What we're showing is 10 years later. He got out, 10 years later he's here, but he gets pulled back in. Right. I like that. I like cuz he's definitely he's he's a different person 10 years later. He's not the assassin anymore. That's 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 gone and done. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think probably at the end of this movie um, I think he, you know, she, she obviously tells him like, Hey, you know, thanks for trying your best to save my dad. But truth be told, all this is your fault. So, you know, take a hike. So um, fuck off. Lifetime. <laughs> In the words of the hound, fuck off. Um, and, and so, so he leaves and then we see him some other town, some other time. And, you know, maybe she drops him a line or drops him a note. You don't have to wrap it up in a pretty bow. No. In fact, you don't even have to put a postscript. It could just be sort of like a tender, yeah. sad yeah, no, goodbye, like but like... It's painful th to say this, goodbye to you, but I got to. Yeah, this this isn't going to survive this. <laughs> Our relationship will not survive this. Yeah, no, I think actually, and I love that. That's actually the kind of movie that I love, those kind of endings. And my wife goes, are you kidding me? They don't get together in the end? And I go, yeah, they shouldn't get together in the end. Right, so and, I and like also you're, you're, they might, <laughs> you never know what will happen. <laughs> but we're certainly yeah. not wrapping it in a bow. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Before we kind of close out here, let's kind of review everything we came up with. Our, our AI producer asked us to, uh, to, to do a story about an assassin who gets blackmailed into... An unprovoked killing, attack. Into an unprovoked attack. The story is destabilized by the arrival of the sheriff. 
Exactly. And, and I so mean, here we're sort of taking uh, a rival of the sheriff as like the sheriff, the girlfriend's dad, the sheriff sort of uh, getting getting involved, not necessarily phys- yeah, physically I mean, arriving. No, yeah, I, th- I think he he arrives into the situation, and he is also a potential person who could blow up the relationship with Paul Rudd and Monica. Right. So we establish in the beginning that we have this nice guy. He's in love. He lives in a small town. He's and maybe he thing. hasn't been in that small town for very long, but he's he's no, definitely been a new out of the life for a long time. Yeah, it's a new romance, and things seem to be going well. Um, there's this public figurehead that is dedicated to cleaning up these areas from drug runners and stuff like that. And corruption. And then out of nowhere, and corruption, and out of nowhere he gets a phone call from a mysterious baddie who says pretty clearly or actually he gets the visit right we established that they these they these send a raven up to his house yeah <laughs> god damn you they send you know four black mitsubishi ravens to uh to his house and they say hey man we know you happen to have a really good set of skills and we need you to take out this public figurehead before she really screws up our business and he goes hey man you know i'm not really into that that's not really my thing and uh, he goes, yeah, but... And he's all, you know, well, and they, he also they, should be shocked that they, after all the time, they found him and they know who he is. Absolutely. And even I mean, prob- that's how they probably deny it. They like, so go, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just, and that's I'm where the just Paul Rudd. Everybody in. loves me. I don't kill nobody. Yeah, and they'll, and they'll be like, actually, we happen to know a guy who has these, ha- has these. And then they show him, you know, video evidence of him assassinating multiple different people. Uh, you know how they got that they got that in their own black market way that's fine it doesn't matter the point is is that they have the evidence of his past they can drum up his past and really mess with the normal life that he's put together for himself so he goes damn it all right i'll do it you're telling me this person's bad it was like a plan of this this very smart savvy uh bad guy to always keep uh some sort of you know evidence against some leverage against someone yeah 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 absolutely that's fine all right um the problem the the problem that he realizes that he actually can't kill this person because this person's actually there to do good so he has to get the the sheriff on his side the problem is the sheriff already has his established suspicions about this guy uh bad guys have come to town and visited him and he's dating his daughter there's a lot of reasons this sheriff uh, doesn't want to trust him. So our main character decides, I'm going to reveal uh, just enough of who I am, and I'm going to plead for help from this sheriff to make sure that this doesn't happen. He tricks the bad guys into thinking he's going to do the assassination. Right, but they're one step ahead. But they're one step ahead, and when he when he keeps the assassination uh, assassination from happening... Um, the bad guys inform him that they've kidnapped his girlfriend. Him and the sheriff go on this mission to take out the bad guys. Uh, our main character reveals something about him about himself that allows his character to change in a grand way that the sheriff can see. He also probably does some pretty serious physical sacrifice to keep this situation uh, in in their favor, protecting the daughter, trying to protect the sheriff. The sheriff gets shot and mortally wounded um 
in the hospital bed. The sheriff gives his seal of approval on this guy. He was indeed a good guy, uh, but Monica cannot accept him uh, knowing full well now what he is. So, so, so the, the thing he was trying to prevent happens anyway and, and blows up this relationship. But what he gets out of it is clarity, uh, a lifted conscience, and a chance to be a new person. Hooray! Yay! We did it. I think so. I think we did. I mean, obviously, there's specifics. Uh, plenty of specifics. Oh. This is not a screenplay at any point yet. But uh, this went from a vague idea, a very to vague idea, the bones, to the bones of something that uh, that could actually be a decent little movie. There you go. All right. So shall we wrap up another episode of What If? And have think so. tell people where they can uh, contact us, how they can reach out and tell us what they think. Reach out to me anytime you want, at Director Patrick on Twitter or Instagram. And I'm on at Spill the Bag of Ice on the Twitter and the Instagrams. And the podcast is everywhere. It's now everywhere. And... It's now every single where. So if you're if you're just downloading this off the website, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Stitcher, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. Where all the podcasts are found. Patreon. And of course at the screenplayground.com website where you can also get really great quality notes at an affordable price. So when you write your script and you're like, Is this ready to go out? Send it to us and we'll tell you. What needs right. to be done? Screen. Screenplayground.com. Bye, folks. Bye, everybody. Subscribe to the Screen Playground podcast on iTunes. Give it a five-star rating if you enjoyed it, and leave it a good review. You can also find it on many other podcast apps and on Screenplayground.com. <laughs>